we'd like to welcome you back to our study that we're doing on the uh, Catholic Church and the uh, Vatican, the uh, worshipping of the actual angel of death, Sanat Muarte death cult, uh, skull worship, and the Catholic Inquisitions. This is part two of our study on that, and we're going to segue now into a uh, article that's entitled The Vatican Pope is the Head of, of a Death Cult. And uh, here we have a, a picture of the Pope visiting the corpse of Pope Calistio V that is kept in a church in central Italy. Now, when these Pope guys, or these supposed saints or whatever, when they die, a lot of times, you know, they don't, uh, well, I think most of the time, actually, they don't bury them in, in the sense that we think of in terms of burial. They they keep them in, like, you know, glass containers where you can kind of peek in and really see the decomposition process happening right before your very eyes. Uh, I don't know whether they use certain things to keep the body mummified. I'm not exactly how this all works. It's macabre and morbid to the nth degree. I mean, it is so sick what we're talking about here. And here, Pope Ratzinger is uh, sitting right next to this corpse of a former pope uh, in this glass, ornate case, and there's all these other priests around, and I'm sure they feel really religious, really mega-religious, and holy, I guess, too. And uh, I guess he's, I don't know, maybe communing with the dead. It's kind of like what Benny Hinn has done, I guess, except it's a little less morbid, or it's a little more morbid than what Benny Hinn does when he goes to Amy Subble McPherson's tomb, and she's got a phone in there, and directly wired into the casket, and uh, I'm not making this up, and he waits on the other end, on the phone outside the uh, the family crypt. You know, he's admitted he's done that. He va- says he's vampirized, essentially, energy off the corpse, uh, or, or her anointing in this case. Well, the Catholics are just a little more direct about it. You know, they just go, you know, bam, you can view it right there. I guess they like the vibes. I guess that makes them feel really religious. And uh, here he is sitting right in front of it. And uh, it's, uh, it goes on to say, The most perverted religious people on earth are the Vatican-approved clergy who worship skulls, corpses, and bones. And here's another one of some cardinal guy, papal bishop, adores a beautified skull. So this one's beautified. It's got a nice little veil over it, little crown on it. It's just a skull. It must be some really important Catholic person that's rotten in hell right now. And I'm sorry, but they are rotten in hell. I mean, if, if this is what they trusted in, if they, and they sure ain't trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ for your salvation and for your eternal redemption, uh, if you trust in this devil cult religion, and uh, they're revering this skull, it's on this little padded thing. And again, you really need to be following along in the PDF. So you can really grasp the whole scope of this. They do this outwardly. This isn't something that's that's really hidden. It's not going to make the front pages of the papers typically because the Catholic Church controls so much of the world uh, through her her interests. So these are things that you have to dig a little bit for, but they're really not that hard to find. Uh but since they have rejected the truth of God's word, he has handed them over to Satan and a reprobate mind with their consciences seared with a hot iron to become the devils of the Catholic 
priesthood. And it's no wonder that if, if they were so deluded and deceived as to participate in the worshipping of the dead, of the worshipping of corpses, and, and um, skulls, and bones, and whatever they worship, hands and feet, and all these relics that they get into... Well, it's no wonder, no stretch to believe that why they would have a whole legion of pedophile priests. I mean, they're corrupted at that level. Why wouldn't they be co- totally corrupted at the others? So it's no big stretch. Their, 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 their bodies are literal habitations of devils and demons, infesting them, blinding them to the truth. And they themselves are the head of their respective Catholic churches or whatever. And if the head is sick, the whole body becomes sick. You set yourself, and a lot of this is generational. And the sins of the forefathers are carried to the third and fourth generation. Um, so, you know, to those to those that hate God, essentially. So, it's no real stretch to understand how this has happened. It's just amazing to actually look at this and see how flagrant it is and how evil it is. And, I mean, honestly, any person, even secular, in their right mind, looking at this, I think would be, I don't know, as equally as appalled as a born-again Christian, but I mean, they've got enough sense to know, typically, that this is really morbidly, disgustingly wrong. But no, it, it passes off as, as just good, clean Catholic religion. Uh, so, and I've also heard that every Catholic um, altar or somewhere in the Catholic Church, of any particular new Catholic Church, has some type of relic, I believe preferably in some altar at that Catholic Church. Whether it's the finger bone of Saint whoever, or the toe bone of whatever, Saint whoever, that's what they'll do. They have to make sure they've got some piece of some dead guy or dead woman, previous Catholic, in order to consecrate and sanctify that habitation of devils known as the Catholic Church. So, there's another lighthearted point. Uh, so, it, it ends by saying they live by their, these Catholic priests live by their sinful nature and are led into all kinds of falsehoods and perversions. Here's another uh, particularly stunning room I'm looking at, a Roman Catholic chapel in Poland. They've got, in this case, it looks like they've got the femurs, the uh, upper part of the thigh bone, crisscrossing all over the ceiling. And then they've got skulls. I mean, hundreds, I mean, sure, thousands of them. Literally, that, that are the walls. That's the walls that you're looking at. Skulls. And, again, they've always got their, their, their version, their version of their Catholic dead Messiah on the cross, as pitiful as you could ever see. No power, no nothing. That's what. That's the way they want to keep them because they're earning their way to heaven. That Messiah can't help them none, which is actually true, the Catholic version. And uh, But it's always the center and the focal piece. They want to make sure they make as much of a mockery of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ isn't on the cross anymore. He came off the cross. He was resurrected on the third day and he ever liveth and maketh intercession for the saints. He's seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And he's coming back on a white horse. As the Alpha, the Omega, the First, and the Last. And he's not on the cross anymore. But they like to keep him on the cross. That's where they like. That's where they fancy him. So that they can earn their way into heaven. 
through all their ritual and works and keeping the seven sacraments and all the other garbage they get into. Totally unbiblical. But it doesn't matter, typically, how much proof or how much you would set before a Catholic that you would deal with. They don't, they don't care. The, the, the truth is irrelevant to them. The lady, the, this lady the other day finally said something to the effect of, I, I am, you know, like a whatever warrior for the true the only one true religion on the planet. doesn't matter about the, all the other things you put up in front of them. That's irrelevant to them. And um, it's, it's just unbelievable. The Holy Spirit will never be part of this kind of religious movement. The Vatican-appointed priests and bishops are promoted as, quote, holy men and honored in public life, but behind closed doors, they have indulged in almost unbelievable satanic worship of the dead. And that's just what we might know about. There's a whole other level at the higher levels of the Catholic Church and a lot of levels that go on behind closed doors where they're openly, totally Luciferian. They openly, totally participate in, I'm sure, some type of black mass where they don't have to put on this pseudo-Christian veneer. I'm talking about what goes on behind closed doors. And almost guaranteed, at the highest levels, all of them are participating in this. And they're all in the know. But it's like being in the Freemasons. You know, the people at the lower levels don't really know what the people at the higher levels are actually into until they get there. And by the time they get there, it's kind of like they're in so far that they can't get out. And they're so demon-infested at that point that they can't break free or they don't feel like they can break free, even if they wanted to. So... A lot of this, although may it seem, well, how could they be this deceived? A lot of it, it's not that they're deceived. They are deceivers. But what they're actually doing, what they're actually, what they actually are, are, are Satan worshippers. And I mean outwardly. They may present this veneer that we're, you know, about Jesus and Mary and these types of things. But I, I really believe that that's just a facade for the most part. The hidden evils of the Roman Catholic Church seem to have no limits. Now the internet and alternative news outlets are exposing what has been hidden in darkness and has only been known to a number of uh, limited number of insiders in Rome. You might want to, as I've said before with a lot of my teachings, um, you might want to try to save those to your hard drive and or the PDFs and the audios if you see fit. And uh, Because I really believe when they pull a switch on the internet, they're going to try to put people back into the dark ages again. Uh, where this type of information, you won't have access to it anymore. I mean, if they take the internet down, and you know, then it gets to like a George Orwell 1984 Big Brother where they do the, the book burnings and total control of the news media. You're not going to have access to truth again. Or even have the option to have access to truth. So those days are probably coming. So... We can take a look at the Fruits of this Death Cult, who has the Pope in Rome as its head. Here's a list of links to explain the examples of the worst religious, some of the worst religious practices of the Vatican. Now, there's about, I'm just going to read you these links that you can click on. I'm not going to go into them any further. I'm just going to read you the title of the links and we'll go on. Uh, Headless Mary Magdalene hailed in Catholic Church in France. I think we talked about that one a couple weeks ago. Pope calls Catholics to venerate 1,600-year-old skull. Uh, 4,000 skeletons in crypt in Roman Catholic Church in Rome. Uh, next one, the Vatican full of dead popes kept for display. Say they have all the popes kept for display. You know. Um, 
Two churches and a mosque claim to have the head of John the Baptist. Uh, next one is Pope escaped purgatory by prayer in front of the corpse of Bosco. Bosco, the chocolate bar? Or that mixed drink that you... No, no, it's, it's the corpse of Bosco. So you can escape purgatory now by prayer in front of a corpse of, of Bosco. So that's good to know, you know. It's, it's good to know. Anyway, a Catholic chapel with rotten man and child hanging from chains. There's another one. Uh, next one, holy Catholic skulls. Watch over the Madonna and child. When they say Madonna, it's their version of the Catholic Mary. Not Madonna the rock star. Anyway, um, and then the next one, Pope prays in front of a skeleton dressed up as a nun. Now that one we're going to actually look at. It wasn't. It's kind of a play on words. The Pope's not actually dressed like a nun, but the corpse is. And we're going to look at that one, I think, next. Um, and then the next one, Roman Catholic Chapel in Poland with 24,000 skulls and skeletons. Next one, Sate from Malta kept both mummified and in wax. Kind of a neat Ripley's Believe It or Not wax museum. Kind of a play off on that. And then the next one, the Vatican is the biggest collector of bones and skulls. It seems biblical to me. And then the Catholics saying, got blue eyes in a dental treatment 1300, 1300 years after death. So I guess after 1300 years, this corpse was due for a makeover. So she got blue eyes in a dental treatment. Seems reasonable to me. And then the next one, the San Muarte hailed in the Catholic Church in Rome which is the worship of the fallen angel that we're talking about today. Uh, Catholics adore skeleton and the feast of its tongue, and the quote, feast of its tongue. Whatever that is. Um, you can click on these links, they're all clickable. And uh, then the next one, the papal butchers who killed true Christians. We're going to talk more about that later. And, um, and then the last one is the Catholics in Ireland, Worship bones and a whole, quote holy head. So again, none of this is too morbid, too macabre. All of it's right down the line, biblical. You know, book, chapter, and verse. They can justify everything right. They can't justify anything. But then again, when when did the Bible ever matter to them anyway? Everything the Bible says not to do, that's what they do. Pretty much. You know, I can't really think of anything good that they really do without some, even if it's good, it has some hidden ulterior motive. Everything's corrupted. So the God of the Bible will surely not let the Catholic priests off the hook. They must renounce this evil religious, religious system and get saved or perish. Still 1 billion people refuse to see the writing on the wall and leave this false church behind. Okay. Next article is entitled Pope prays in front of the skeleton corpse dressed up the skeleton corpse who is dressed up like a nun, not the Pope dressed up like a nun. That would have really been macabre. Uh, we're looking now at this mummified body of the skull of St. Rose, adored and venerated by the Roman Catholic Church. Even a metal ring has been put around her head to symbolize her divinity. Ah, yes, the metal ring, the halo. The, you know what that is? That's called an Egyptian sun disc. It's paganism. The whole way that they portray, we typically see angels portrayed in the Bible. If you look in the Bible, angels. Now, I'm not talking about cherubims or seraphims, but I'm just talking about angels. When they appear to man, they always appear as handsome men, typically. 
You never hear about them having halos. I've never seen one in the Bible that has wings. Now remember, I'm not talking about cherubim or seraphim, which do have wings. Lucifer was a cherub. He was called the anointed cherub that covered. He had wings. Okay, But a normal angel, at least when they appear to men, there's really no biblical precedence for all of this angels with wings stuff. Maybe in a heav- if you were to see them in the heavenly realm, maybe they would. I don't know. But all I'm saying is I'd be cautious about that. And there's certainly no precedence for women angels, period, and women angels with wings. I've done a whole study on that. Uh, just key in women in the keyword search box. And we talk about the, the women angels with wings. They, they are mentioned in the Bible one time, and it said, this is wickedness. And I'm uh, not being to be, uh, like, you know, uh, whatever, like, uh, chauvinistic. I'm just saying, here's what the Bible says, and I just, it's a pretty short study. It doesn't take a long time to get through that. But anyway, yeah, you're looking at this disgustingly decayed corpse of uh, St. Rose, and uh, with a halo around her. She's dressed up like a nun. Yeah, anyway, I was showing Taylor um, this wonderful Kind of a hallmark moment, you know, where you've got Saint uh, or Pope Ratzinger and uh, Ratzinger, or whatever his name is. Uh, he's right next to her. He's visiting this corpse next, praying to her, maybe hoping to vampirize some of the evil offer. I don't know. And uh, it's him and some other bishop guy. In front of this mummified body. It's in, her body is interned in Viterbo, central Italy. Again, it's in a glass case. I mean, my word. I mean, what a horse show. I mean, what an abs. I mean, this is like stuff straight out of like the worst horror movie you could, creepiest horror movie you could just about imagine. And it's like <laughs> considered some of the, the most holy things within the Catholic religion. It's it's just incomprehensible. So Pope Benedict, uh, the caption here is Pope Benedict the Sixteenth looks at the mummified body of Saint Rose inside the Saint Rose's shrine during her, his visit to Viterbo, Central Italy, Sunday, September six, two thousand nine. What kind of spirits do the Pope submit to when they pray in front of mummified corpses that have been quote preserved and dressed up like nuns? It's just all I can think of is high-level witchcraft, you know. The most brazen pictures you might ever see are those of St. Catherine dressed up like a nun, even with her black head coverings. And again, then we get into some pictures of good old St. Catherine. Here's one. They, they move her around, I guess, a lot. She's And the one the Pope is, she's laying down. This one, she's actually seated on a throne, on a golden throne, with the, where they got the, the halo around her head. She's dressed up like a nun. And it's this... Corpse, mummified corpse, in a nun's outfit, uh, hands and all, I guess her hands, are, I don't know if that's a Bible she has her hand on or what. I mean, you talk about creepy. I mean, it doesn't get much more creepier than this. I mean, anybody with any kind of discernment would have to get creeped out over this, you would think. And again, this is an advertisement for St. Catherine of Bologna. I guess she, she actually invented Bologna. I don't know if you knew that. That's that's why they canonized her, because she invented bologna. No, anyway, uh, B- bologna or whatever. And St. Catherine of Bologna, her, un, her incorrupted body is venerated in corpus dominii. Oh, doesn't that sound religious? 
sanctuary named La Santa, but it was named, the sanctuary is actually named the Saint. So yeah, uh, St. Catherine, whoever the skeleton might be, was never laid to rest, but just for public display by the Vatican. I'm sure they make her, I'm sure that these corpses make the Vatican a lot of money. And hey, money makes the world go round, right? I mean, isn't that what the, what the world says? I mean, they make a ton of money off this garbage. I mean, people go, and I'm sure they, if they don't pay to see them, I don't know if there's an admission to this, uh, like an admission to like creep show, but I mean, if they don't pay admission to this, I'm sure that they go inside and, and, and just like the, the, the uh, Mexican people praying to the angel of death, well, they pray to these things and they probably leave trinkets or offerings or whatever in order to gain favor, get their, their little uh, prayers answered. That's how they, that's how they uh, practice their religion. So this is just an example of that. Now, here's one where I really do think she's in need of a makeover because she's, she's looking a little rough. Um, this is some really morbid looking pictures here. Really, really, really morbid. That's her. I just showed Taylor. I mean, she, Taylor came hard to look at. I mean, it, this is evil. This is so evil. And these are official sanctioned pictures from the Catholic Church. It gets it, a close up of her. She's holding a crucifix and she's in this nun outfit. She's sitting up and her face is just, it looks like it's just going to rot off. And her, her hands are all mummified, and oh, golly, it's so gross. But I think that this needs to be exposed. I mean, is it better that this, this information just remain hidden, and you know people don't know about it, so they don't know the true horrors of the Catholic Church? Or would it be better to get it out in the open and expose this, this devil religion for what it is? And here, they've actually taken her head off, and they put it in this, uh, I don't know what it is. It looks like the, kind of looks like the bottom of the Eiffel Tower or something. And, and they put her head in this thing and it's, oh my word. You know what would be really creepy? Is if like, when all the lion signs and wonders start a flying, that these, some of these corpses actually start to get reanimated. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, hey, the devil's going to come. The Antichrist, the false prophet, are going to come with all lying signs and wonders. Can you imagine if some of these corpses became reanimated, meaning they were, in, in a certain way, I'm not saying bringing their soul out of hell, but I'm saying some spirit ends up inhabiting their body. I think that would, I think Satan could pull that off if he had to. You know, as the, as the, as the ultimate satanic parlor trick. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm wildly speculating there. But I mean, wouldn't it be creepy if, like, you went to see one of these things, and maybe this is what they're expecting. I don't really know. But then all of a sudden, these things started coming back to life. I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of, okay, what are the depths of Satan here? What, where, where could this ult, what end game could they possibly have with these corpses, worshipping of them? And if these corp, I mean, if, if a corpse were, and you were worshipping this thing, and all of a sudden it awakened, whoever's worshipping it is pretty good much do whatever it is told to do. I'm just thinking, line signs and wonders, possibility, who knows. St. Catherine here holding the crucifix, the head of the Catherine is sometimes moved and kept separately for display. So, you know, sometimes she loses her head and she winds up in a different display, literally. And, uh, I don't know. 
Uh, the priests also change her dress, too. When I mean, she's in a totally different outfit here. Can you imagine? Like, okay, you're a priest working at one of these places. Yeah, I gotta go change out Catherine. Yeah, I gotta go put some new clothes on her. Can you imagine dealing with that? I, I just, wow. Anyway, um... And then there's a link here. You can go visit this Catholic website and take a look around for yourself. Now, this is a Catholic website. We didn't have to go far to get this information. This is what they're openly admitting to and proud of. So, it's not like you can say, well, all your information's biased. The Catholic Church is the one that have released these pictures. It's not like somebody went in there and smuggled them out. This is what they're openly admitting to. Here's a particularly morbid one where they took her hand, one of her hands, and they put it in a box and they put all kind of rings on it and trinkets and, ugh. It's so disgusting. I, I Literally, my stomach is turning looking at this stuff. It reminded me of these verses. Matthew 23, 23 through 28. Jesus Christ talking to the scribes and the Pharisees saying, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. I mean, this whole dynamic reminds me of this. For you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ye ought to have done and not have left the other undone. I mean, okay, let's just look at judgment. What kind of judgment has the Catholic Church exhibited? Uh, unrighteous judgment. Judgment that only, <laughs> basically, um, their judgment was that, it, you know, you don't, in, in times when they were in power, you don't submit to the Catholic Church, you die. That's their judgment. Mercy? There was no mercy. They had no mercy. On, and we're going to see that. We're going to see how unmerciful the Catholic Church has been throughout the ages to those who they deem as heretics. When in reality, they're the heretics. They're the ultimate example of a, of a heretic, regarding biblical terms. And faith. Where's their faith? So they've omitted judgment, mercy, faith. Their faith is in their own works. Their faith is in their own, in their own devil religion. It's not in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's, it's, it's not in the Word of God. It has nothing to do with that. And then the next verse, you blind guides which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. They'll swallow a camel. They'll go in and worship corpses. They'll, they'll wink at, at their legion of pedophile priests. They'll justify the murdering and mutilation and unbelievable torture of millions of people at the hands of the Catholic Church during the, the Inquisitions, and I'm sure afterward as well. That's okay. They'll swallow that camel, but they'll strain at a gnat. You know? That's the, that's the example here. And then it goes on to say, Warn to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you may clean the outside of the cup and the platter. Now what would that be? Like you see all these, these Catholic priests and their nice black vestments and their priest collars and they, and they come out for the, and some of the more grandiose things. You see the Pope dressed up and the bishops and the cardinals and they're all dressed up and they've got all these crazy outfits on or whatever. It makes them feel and look real religion. The Pope's got his Dagon cap on. And his Dagon Fish God cap on. And, you know, they, they, they come out and they make clean the outside of the cup and the platter. But within, they're full of extortion and excess. 
Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitened sepulchers. Whitened sepulcher would be a bleached tomb. Okay, sepulcher, tomb, whitened, bleached. A whitened sepulcher, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. If this doesn't describe the Catholic Church, I don't know what does. Even so ye outwardly appear righteous unto men, but ye are full of hypocrisy and and iniquity. Hypocrisy and iniquity pretty much sums it up. I mean, just amazing. Okay, so let's go further here. Uh, Going back to the Santa Muerte, is hailed in the Catholic Church in Rome. Now, it's hailed in the Catholic Church in Rome, but the Rome wants to be able to control it. Okay, they don't want them worshiping unapproved papal corpses or unapproved papal bones. I don't even know anybody in the San Muerte that's worshiping corpses. I mean, they're worshiping the skeletons, they're worshiping the angel of death, but it's a skeleton. I don't know, that maybe that does go on, but it doesn't seem to be near as prevalent if it does go on. Now, here is an idol of Santa Muerte displayed and, 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 quote, blessed inside a church in Rome. Now, this is a church in Rome with the angel of death, literally this huge, gigantic statue of the angel of death. It's got the sin, it's got the, the, it's just a skeleton, it's got the hood, it's like the Grim Reaper, and it's got angels, it's got wings, I'm sorry, on it. It's inside a church in Rome. They worship the same fallen angel. They worship the angel of death, the Catholic Church, and this is why they're so obsessed with the skulls and the corpses and all the other garbage. Catholics of Mexico pray their rosaries to the Mother of God, quote, Mother of God, they worship in Catholic shrines, while many also pray to St. Muerte, the saint who brings, quote, holy death. So again, they've got their whole little pantheon of pagan religion. And more more pictures here. The Mexican Catholics prayed Santa Muerte through their streets. Uh, the Roman Catholic Church supposedly does not accept Mexican worshippers of death. Uh, the Vatican bishops have the audacity to call them members of a cult. But the same saint of death is found in a Roman in a Roman Catholic Church in Rome, the Church of Saint Peter's Chains. That's the, that's where this death angel is at. Okay, and, and we give you some very good shots of this exact thing which we'll get into in a second. So this is the church of St. Peter's Chains. St. Moarte is watching over a dead Roman Catholic enshrined at the Basilica di San Pietro in Vincoli. So it must be some other corpse that this one's watching over. Uh, The Santa Moarte Saint of Death has been blessed and acknowledged by a church in the, quote, eternal city of Rome, which is another example of injustice in double standards of the Roman Catholic Church. And there's two pictures I got here. This is a display of Satanism inside the Catholic Church in Rome. The same church site in a different color and setting. Take a look at Lucifer's feet. The angel of death has wings and can walk. They, they actually, it's this angel of death I was just describing with the sieve, the hood, the uh, wings, and it's in, in, um, what's the word I'm searching for? It's engraved. It's a big sculpture that's in the wall of this Catholic church of the St. Peter's of the chains or whatever in Rome. 
and it's overlooking this huge cathedral area. So, they've got the angel of death too. Now, the angel of death, which actually is technically known as Azrael, and yes, that is the cat on, um, the cat's name on uh, the Smurfs. Gargamel, the magician on the Smurfs, if you were like from that 80s time frame I was, he had a cat named Azrael, the black cat of, of the witch. Okay. And, um, Anyway, the angel of death, Azrael, will appear as a shadow or a hooded figure, grim reaper, or as a skeleton, or some, and sometimes with a hood. So it appears differently. Sometimes it appears as a shadow. Sometimes it appears as the classic hooded grim reaper figure. Or sometimes it appears just as a skeleton. Uh, the number 13 tarot, tarot card is the death card. And it's portrayed as a skeleton on a horse. Now this is my, I added this into this teaching. Um, just for your own edification. There is a whole cult devoted to Azrael at, and I give you the link here, and I say proceed with extreme caution regarding this link, uh, with extreme caution and prayer, as this material is beyond morbid. They even had a museum for this cult, but praise the Lord Jesus Christ, it was destroyed by Hurricane Katrina. Now I get into that a little bit later. So, and then I give you my teaching on my actual experience with the angel of death give you a link to that. It's called My Testimony and Supernatural Experiences. And then I also give you three examples of the number 13 tarot or tarot card. And um, two of them is a skeleton with a sieve. And the last one is a skeleton on a horse with armor on and it's number 13 tarot card. It's also called the death card. And then I also give you an excerpt from the website that I just listed above. This is the actual uh, group of people that actually worship the angel of death. And from the website, we read, Santa Muerte is the Mexican interpretation of our own beloved angel of death. This is what they're saying, not me. She is a deity or a saint-like figure worshipped and venerated in Mexico, a syncretism between Mesoamerican and Catholic beliefs. Mexican culture, since pre-Hispanic times, have always maintained a certain uh, reverence toward death, which can be seen in the widespread Mexican celebration of the Day of the Dead. Now, this is just confirming what we've already kind of talked about, but I found it interesting that they probably have the most honest perspective of the two groups we've looked at, whether it be the Mexican... Santa Muerte worship or the Catholic skull fallen angel worship. These guys have probably the clearest, most honest interpretation of what's going on. Santa Muerte generally appears as a skeletal figure clad in a long robe and carrying one or more objects. Now, they've also said earlier, and we just read that, that this is their version of the angel of death. It's the same angel of death, it's just the Mexican version. Okay, with a Catholic kind of veneer. Um... Uh, it usually appears in a long robe, carrying one or more objects, usually a sieve and an and or a globe. As the worship of this deity was clandestine until recently, most prayers and other rites were done privately in their homes. Why? Because anybody in their right mind would know that somebody that's worshipping a, a skull, uh, like the Grim Reaper, there's something seriously wrong. Would have kind of been frowned upon by society. But see, now society's becoming so wonderfully liberal... And, and, you know, can't, gotta be politically correct, can't judge anything. Society's being so infested by devils and demons that now this is just gonna be commonplace. 
We'll go and parade the, the angel of death around and worship and, and proclaim how proud we are to, to be followers of the angel of death. However, for the last past 10 years or so, worship has become more public, especially in Mexico City. The numbers of believers in this deity has grown over the past 10 to 20 years to approximately 2 million followers in Mexico and has crossed the border into Mexican communities in the United States. I told you, the backbone of the coming one world religion is witchcraft. This is just more evidence of that. Mesoamerica has always maintained a certain reverence toward death, which manifested itself among religious practices of ancient Mexico. Including in the religion of Aztecs, uh, death became personified in Aztec and other cultures in the form of, of humans with half their flesh missing, symbolizing the duality of life and death. Now, I know that, you know, when you, you look at the barbaric practices of these cultures, like the Mayans and them, and, I mean, they would just, you know, basically lay you over the stone altar, rip your heart out while it's still beating, and show it to you, and then behead you and, and throw your, your head down the, the, the uh, truncated pyramid they were on, and they would, they would just, they would massacre thousands of people, hundreds or thousands of people in order to gain favor with whatever devil they were worshipping. A lot of times it had to do with uh, harvest, or fertility, or whatever. And this is what they thought they had to do in order to gain favor with these, these devils. So, they had a lot of generational baggage, indigenous people. Catholics came along, and part of them more false religion, devil baggage, and now we have a melding of all of this to what we have today. The Aztecs inherited from their ancestors the gods, the Lord and Lady Mictalon, the realm which was the realm of the dead. In order for the deceased to be accepted into Mictan, offerings to the Lord and Lady were necessary. Many of the offerings given then uh, are the same offered to Santa Muerte today. So that was their take on it. Now what I did here is I actually found a picture of this place. It was called Westgate Necromancy. Necromancy meaning talking to the dead. This was the museum that they had for the angel of death. And um, they operated this website. The website's still up there, but the, but the place is gone. Uh, the day after Westside Necromancy went on the real estate market, I guess they couldn't hold it together anymore. The day after it went on the real estate market, Katrina hit and destroyed this abomination. And there's a picture of it, and then it shows a picture of Katrina on your right. And it and it um, it destroyed it. It was this purple and black building in New Orleans, of all places. Basically, the voodoo capital of the United States. I couldn't think of a better place for it. I mean, it's one of the w- most wicked places in America, if not the most wicked. I mean, I know you got Las Vegas, and you got San Francisco. Uh, you know, you got a lot of bad, but it's, it's right up there if it's not the worst. I don't really know what is. So, uh... Anyway, that was a little segue. I wanted just to give you a little, a little uh, history there. So, the angel of death has actually become the patron saint for many Roman Catholics in Mexico. So they got their patron saint. The saint they particularly give a lot of, uh, of, of extra worship and adoration and veneration to. The angel of death has actually become that patron saint in Mexico. It's not like James or or Peter, or whoever. 
It's now, it's the actual angel of death. So, in this one, they've got the angel of death dressed up like a nun. Um, here's one where the angel of death, the Saint Wati, is de- he's got a pentacle uh, in his forehead with wings and a wedding dress. It's like this, this, ugh. I mean, man, I mean, this is some perverted, twisted stuff looking here, but this is what they got going, and they and they they are so proud of it, and they're they're just they think they're really religious. I guess they are. They're really religious. Uh, under this picture, Lucifer with wings, a Mexican copy of the idol venerated by the Roman Catholic Church. So, Mister Pope, why single out only Mexican Catholics as worshippers of Satan when you do the same thing regarding the worshiping of? All of this garbage. The Roman Catholics are gravely misusing the name of Jesus. They mock the truth every day. The Catholic religion also keeps millions of non-believers away from the Messiah, as the paganism in Rome seems to be unlimited. That's the whole key of Satan, regarding the Catholic Church and all false religions. To keep people away from the, the God of the Bible, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Word of God. That's what his goal is, to keep them blinded to that truth. And here we're seeing the same Basilica di San Pietro in Vincol in Rome. And this is the this is this uh, Church of the St. Peter's Chains. Catholics have put some rusted chains inside this church and demand us to believe that they are, quote, holy and were the ones used to arrest Peter. Peter of the Bible. Okay. That's why they call it the Church of St. Peter's. And this is the same one where they got the angel of death in their overlooking things, which I give you some really detailed pictures of. Um, that Peter was ever in Rome is debatable, but inside the Church of St. Peter's Chains, you will also see the Catholics adore and venerate the claimed chains that were used during the arrest of the Apostle Peter. But what's adorable about these chains? What's, what's to be venerated about them? What and in particular, if they were ever used by the satanic anti-Christian butchers, what a shameful, totally disrespectful sight of extreme wickedness. But then again, that's just par for the course for the Catholic Church. Uh, this is a, another little segue here. A drought that has dried up drinking water supplies for an estimated 2.5 million people in more than 1,500 small communities in northern Mexico. Uh, Social Development Secretary Herbito Guerrera says water has to be trucked in, treated on the spot, and stored in tanks in many of these towns. Felix Guerrero said Friday that seven Mexican states are suffering from the drought while other parts of the country have been troubled by such severe weather and floods or hail. The secretary notes that the trucked-in water is for drinking and doesn't help problems with crops and cattle. He estimates farmers have lost 2.2 million acres of 2.2 million acres, that's a lot, of crops to dry conditions this year. Uh, the comment from the man that put it up said, there are presently few few more wicked places on earth than Catholic Mexico. The local worship of Santa Muerte brings curses down over a nation that has lost more people in gang and drug wars than loss of life in the war of Afghanistan. Multiple famines just to be one sign of the end of the age. I thought he brought up a pretty good point. You're going you're gonna to corporately just bring a whole curse on, on wherever this stuff's going on. Uh, and again, I'm not saying America is this wonderful place either, but this is one of the most flagrant things I've ever seen. And the Bible says in Luke 21.11, And great earthquakes shall be in diverse places, and famines, 
and this is regarding the end times, and pestilences and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. And again, it shows some more pictures of the Santa Morarte figurines here. I had a guy email me named Jonathan, and this is kind of on the same subject. He said, Dr. Johnson, me as a former Mexican Catholic once worshipped the false image, um, once worshipped, thank God he told me it was wrong, uh, it was known as La Virgen de Guadalupe. In Mexico, they called her La, Virgi, La Virgen Sitia de Guadalupe, which stands for the Little Virgin of Guadalupe. Uh, Lan, La Santisma Madre, otherwise known as the Sacred Mother, and so many other blasphemous titles. According to Mexican Catholics, she is the image of the apparition of the false Mary Mother of Jesus. I went to Mexico several times, and her image is almost every in every single household and business place. This is a demonic image rooted into Aztec mythology, much like, much like La Santa Muerte. So this is also going on. You got the worship of you've got the veneration and worship of the Angel of Death. You've got the uh, veneration and worship of now this. La Virgen de Guadalupe, this is their false version of Mary, essentially, the Queen of Heaven. Uh, the Virgin supposedly grants wishes and performs miracles and appeared to a poor peasant in 1531 to an Aztec peasant and everyone has worshipped her ever since. Hey, if it appeared to a, 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 a pagan Aztec peasant in 1531, where do I sign up? You know? I, I mean, sorry, anyway. Um, and they've worshipped her ever since. Because it reminded them of their former mother goddess, Tonatzin. Tonatzin. See, this is what Satan does. This is how deities evolve over time. Tammuz, Semiramis, Nimrod started at Babylon. And then you have this progression. The, the whole dad-mother-child thing. You have it recycling over and over and over again in almost all false religions worldwide. You can see it over and over again. This is what they. This is what Zeitgeist uses over and over to, to prove that you know their their point, which we've debunked totally. And you can just key in Zeitgeist in the keyword search box at ContendingForTruth.com and see the teachings I've done on it. But this is this is what's going on here. And then he gives some Bible verses, uh, 2 Thessalonians 2.9. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. This is the Antichrist. And then, um, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion uh, that they should believe a lie. And I hate to say it, but I can't think of a, much stronger delusion than this. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And then Deuteronomy 13.2, And the sign or wonder, and the sign or wonder come to pass, whereof he spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. And that's what they're doing. They're, they're serving these gods, these terrible, horrific gods. And he, what he does then, he, he gives a, a picture of her blasphemous image. This is this Guadalupe, La Virgin or whatever. Uh, again, the Virgin of Guadalupe. Well, well, you mean like Mary, the mother? Of the, but yeah, it's the same. They're trying to get that same thing. 
and it, it looks just like the Catholic Mary. You know, and then what happens is, is they'll have these pilgrimage sites, and people will go there. Sometimes they'll go like on their knees to show they're really good Catholics, and they'll get there and they'll see all these literal apparitions or have all of these demonic experiences. Man, if they weren't in hook, line, and sinker before, now they're really in hook, line, and sinker. And and it doesn't matter what proof you show them, because they've had some experience. While the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, who can know it? And he who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. And there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Now that's that's what they go by. They go by experience. Their heart. It, it, it just, it has to be real. Oh, it's real. It's just demonic. And then he gives a picture of this Tunatzin, which was what evolved into now the modern day worship of this Mary that they've got in Mexico now. So, and then you got the Santa Muerte mixed in there now. So you got a little bit of everything. Now, uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop part two here, because now we're going to get into the actual Catholic Inquisitions. And I will only do this one time. And I'm just flat out warning you, I mean, I don't know if you want to have all your kids listening to to this. I'm not going to try to, I'm going to try to keep out of the gory details as much as I can. Um, But I think this needs to be exposed. I really do. So we're going to go to part three next. God bless you.